This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the amazing game against the Philadelphia Eagles and the Redskins becoming NFC East champs. And we talk about our upcoming Dallas game. This is much more live with Aaron Josh and John. Woo-hoo-hoo! Dude, I'm so pumped I can't even do the intro. You like that. You like that. I almost ah! did. I'm so pumped about us going to the playoffs <laughs> that I almost forgot that it was Dallas week. I know. It's almost dude, all I have to say is all scrubs all day long against Dallas. Do not play Kirk Cousins. Do not play Silverback. Do not play Jordan Reed. Keep your best players and your injury prone players off the field. <laughs> yeah, with that being said, welcome <laughs> to Harry Hog Football, episode number 404. Four. In which the Redskins are crowned NFC East champions. Do I have like the champion music somewhere? I don't know. Probably not. So pumped. So absolutely pumped. Be still, Taggart. Be still. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my goodness, dudes. This came out of nowhere. I really was not expecting an NFC East championship this season. Uh, no. Especially earlier this season when we were looking like a bunch of jokers again, Dude, like we, we have. We've turned the corner. I think we, we've officially turned the corner. Do we came out in this game away at night, which everybody knows that whole night thing got me really nervous. Mm-hmm. Went down seven nothing. Looked like complete on the first two-year. drive. Yeah, they just marched down the field in like a minute, and I was like, "Oh, great!" And then we fought back and destroyed them. Destroyed them. It was really, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you take away that garbage touchdown they had. It was thirty-eight to seventeen, and it should have been at least forty-one to seventeen, forty-two to seventeen, forty-five. Should have been something fifty. I don't know, but we destroyed them. Dude. I guess we should thank our longtime Nevelin sponsor, Desmond C. Lee, before we go with any uh, further ado here. Give a shout-out to our longtime benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee. I know he's pumped. Desmond C. Lee, too, on Twitter. You can follow him. He's a big Redskins fan. Just like us and just like you dudes out there. And you know what they were saying about the Eagles before the season? The dream team. <laughs> that was a couple years ago, right? Now they're the creamed team. Dude, you know what's funny? Like, all right, ever, ever since this game, ever since we destroyed the Eagles, <clears throat> I went back and have been reading like the articles that Eagles like reporters were writing before and after the game. Yeah, and it's pretty funny how that one guy was writing like the Redskins losing to the Redskins would be the ultimate indignity. <laughs> and like the entire article talked about how bad the Redskins were. It said nothing about the Eagles. How bad the Redskins were and how they're like the joke of the NFC East. And I'm thinking like, really? Because we just swept y'all. Not only that, but aren't the Eagles <laughs> the only team in the NFC East to never win a Super Bowl? 
Uh, yep. In fact, the Redskins have three. The Giants have what? Four, five. I think four. And the Cowboys have five. You guys aren't even close to the same league, but we're the laughing stock of the NFC East. Seriously? Yeah. And then they're talking about how, well, Chip Kelly is the only person, only coach that's taken more than three years to win a playoff game. Like playoff games is like the ceiling for them. That's it. That's like yeah, truly to get a, to the playoff. Winning a playoff game is the is the standard in Philly because they've never won a Super Bowl. I'm like seriously. Yeah. This is what I have to say about Philly. That's right. We should have cut them from the league. Should have cut them from the league, man, instead of the Cardinals from the division. From the division. At least the Cardinals have like gone to Super Bowls. Yeah. Well, the Eagles have too. Cardinals could go this year. I was watching them over the weekend. They're pretty good. All right. Let's all right. Seriously. I've got I got a big problem on my hands now with this game. Oh yeah. Back in the day. I said it would be a good problem to have when I told my wife to go ahead and schedule this flight next Sunday back from Disney World because we're going down there for the marathon weekend. So hopefully our playoff game will be on Saturday. Otherwise, I don't know what I'm going to do. Reschedule my flight? I don't know. I'm not like Josh where I schedule flights during Redskins games. This was a, uh, this is, this was a problem that you couldn't project. Yeah, I couldn't project it. And I, and you know what? Actually, in my defense at the time, I told her the Redskins can make the playoffs, but for some reason I thought that there was a week between the last regular season game and the wild card game. For some reason I thought they took a week off. But it's because it's because we're not used to going back to the playoffs. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, we went in 2012 the last time we went from uh worst to first. But you know, it's not like we were expecting to go to the playoffs or be anywhere near close to going to the playoffs this year. Or even like a month ago. <laughs> right? Dude, it's amazing. We turned a freaking corner. We turned. Kirk Cousins puts up four more touchdowns. Four. Jordan Reed pulled in two in the first half. Garcon had that huge one. That was massive. On a beautiful throw. Beautiful throw. Beautiful, beautiful throw. catch. D'Angelo Hall came through big. We needed to come through big because they were killing us on field position. Their yeah. punter was putting us inside the 10 like three straight times. It was, it was, that's the only thing that kept this from being even more of a blowout was that starting field position where we yeah. bogged down. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. We need another punt return, but let's not focus on the negatives here. Yeah. I mean, dudes, <laughs> what about my dog Preston Smith? <laughs> Oh man, there, there's so many, dude. Like you, you tweeted, uh, I think, like what, right after the game that dude, there's. I was not... tweeting nonstop after the game for like two hours. <laughs> and you were like, "We're not going to have any kicking the balls this week." So we're None. not going to. Yep. We're not. You know why? Because we're the NFC East champs. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what even Merry even, Christmas, Redskins fans! You're now the NFC East champs. And even we we can't even kick Kirk Cousins for that. For that complete brain fart at the end of the first half. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. I'm not kicking him for it. Well, you know what? If he's going to have a brain fart like that at any time in his career, he did it at the right time because we still won the game. Well, there's so also, hopefully he'll never do that again. Dude, there's also the point that I'm not going to kick him for that because when's the last time that we actually got the ball back with 29 seconds and got down to the five-yard line anyway? 
No, like, wow. I thought they were just going to down it like they normally would have. And we've always said never waste the time before the half. Yeah. That was one point where I was like, maybe they should just take a knee here. You were. And I was like, no, dude, deep to Deshaun. We didn't quite go deep to Deshaun, but he had a big reception to start that that little mini drive. Dude, are you there? Yeah. I lost you for a second. Okay, you're back. You did? Um, yeah, I mean, that was huge. And then I don't know what happened to Dustin Hopkins on that extra point. Like At first it looked to me like they had trouble getting the snap down, but then when they sh- or the when they showed the replay, it looked all right. Yeah, it looked all right on the replay. He just missed. It's the only one he's missed this year. Kickers are missing. Every kicker's missed an extra point this year. I guess, dude, but I've been having, like, the, over the last few weeks with Dustin Hopkins, he's starting to worry me more. Like, I'm thinking the the length of the season is getting to him. Like, his leg is getting tired. Like I was thinking that, too, yeah. A, a crude tiredness, or whatever the word is. A crude. It's as opposed to a crude. Because yep. notice that, like, none of his kicks are going out of the back anymore. None of them. He missed that he, extra point. Yeah, yeah, he needs to just just really power and line drive those kicks. Just get them out of the end zone. Even if you line drive them, that's fine. Anyway, dude, all right, let's talk about this game. Redskins start off, and I was getting really worried at the beginning. Yeah. They just marched, the Eagles marched down the field, go up 7-0, and then we come back and have an awesome drive. Mm-hmm. get a touchdown i'm like sweet we tie it up then they miss the extra point i'm like oh no that's mm-hmm. totally gonna come back to haunt us <laughs> and then we just went about our business it was like the players were saying leading up to the whole game like we don't need to be talking trash we're just gonna show them what we can do on the field yeah and i mean the score was 16 10 at the half so it was still pretty close but i mean we came out there and we were just like all right touchdown and the eagles answered but then we were just like touchdown again touchdown again nine minute drive Mm-hmm. Seven minute drive. Let's see the, the touchdown What's the one drive. Where I said that was the dagger. Was that the touchdown that was, to Garcon? That was the one to Garcon, and that was a nine minute drive. No, I was calling it the nail. I was like, we need to put a nail in the yeah. coffin. <laughs> and yeah, they, their punter was killing us, dude. That's the only thing that kept them in that game. Yeah, the field position was just terrible. And then we'd get a penalty or something on first down. And we got a great break, even though I think it was the correct call on that fumble that uh, Golston picked up. The and, Ertz and fumble, right? The Ertz fumble. And they kept, you and I were saying it, they kept like pausing it on the on the uh, broadcast and saying, well, and of course Mike Carey, who is uh, never a good ref and is still not good being the rules expert for the NFL Network, was wrong is, again. That, is wrong again. And he was like, well, his arm... Is starting to go down there, his forearm or something like that, Shit. and it's like, but the ball's already coming out at yeah. that point, and they were pausing it like ten frames too late. It's like back it up a little bit, and then finally, like the next day, I saw a highlight on ESPN, and it was like, oh, ball's out. Yeah, they wouldn't show the actual frame. Yeah, like they couldn't stop it on the frame. Yeah, right. there's no excuse for that. You're not using like VHS here, seriously. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> tracking is in the way. We can't see. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, he was. it was the correct call. Yeah. It was the correct call. And then Chip Kelly in the second half, what was the one that he challenged that was a dumb challenge? I don't remember. I don't remember what that was. What or was he... that? No, that wasn't a challenge because of the turnover. He challenged a catch where the tip of the ball had hit the ground. Oh, yeah, and it was pretty obvious it was a catch. And, and on that one, I was worried. That was Ertz. 
Also, that might have been the Earth one. It, I was worried on that one because that's when Mike Carey agreed with us. And I was like, crap, he's always wrong. He sucks. Just the tip hit the ground, and that means incomplete. Just the tip. So, yeah. I don't think any of those calls were incorrect. So, even if the Eagles, stupid Eagles fans, like this, if you're looking at the best and worst from the Washington Post and you like scroll down, they have like a little video with the dumb Eagles fans burning. A Deshaun Jackson jersey as if it was his choice to leave. Yeah, yeah. When he went when he was out there on the field, they're all like, boo, boo. And it's like, dude, your coach cut him. Your coach is a moron. We've yeah. been we've and said so this are they. all in the but offseason. We we're that. like, what is Chip Kelly doing? Why is he throwing their team away? Fine with us. Yep. And he's done it for two years. He got rid of Macklin, he got rid of Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Deshaun McCoy. Is that his uh-huh. name? He did that trade for uh Bradford, which I think is a wash, really. Yeah. He brought in DeMarco Murray into a system that he's not really set to run. Uh-huh. He's a more... I don't know what his deal is. I was like, remember at the season, before the season, I was like, Chip Kelly is either a genius or an idiot, but I think he's yeah. an idiot. <laughs> he's yeah. an idiot. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. So anyway, I mean... I, I, I don't... <laughs> I'm still like, like, I'm still so super pumped over this. Dude, I'm pumped. I was super <laughs> nervous. I started, dude, I started, <laughs> I set up my Redskins room, turned on all the flashing burgundy and gold lights and all that stuff at <laughs> like, I don't know, it had to have been four o'clock. And I was just, at first, I was just pacing, like, oh crap, we got to win this. We got to win this. You and kept I, texting me on these. <laughs> Things you're just like I can't, I can't take it. I'm pacing back and forth. I couldn't do anything except worry about the game from like four o'clock until the game. I was just like in a mode, or was like blocking everything out. And I was so <laughs> concerned, man. And you were like, "We're gonna win." I was like, "No, dude, not today. This is gonna be a victory, and I think we're gonna win big." Oh, we did, and we did, and like you said, that last touchdown was really kind of a throwaway touchdown. Since we were playing all prevent crap again, dude, Kirk Cousins was stellar. He's not throwing the little dump offs anymore. Like maybe once or twice in this game, and he's not turning the ball over. Yeah, knock on wood. Oh man, yeah. Thanks to Licorice, isn't helping that out any. Dude, I am so pumped. See, I'm not even looking towards Dallas. I'm looking beyond Dallas because I almost don't care. I want us to put all scrubs in against Dallas. We do not need to get anyone injured. That's important. Yeah, as many scrubs as possible. And then looking beyond that to the first playoff game, we're either playing Seattle or right now it looks like the Vikings. Yeah. Um, if the Vikings win this coming weekend, they win the North, and so we'll play whoever the wild card is, which would be Green Bay maybe? Uh, yeah, I think. So we're think, playing either Green Bay, Seattle, or Minnesota, or Minnesota, right? Yeah, at home. And I'm looking, uh, I'm looking ahead to these games, and I'm like... Uh, <sighs> I can't even like form a, a coherent thought. I'm so pumped. It wasn't in this century. <laughs> it was. It hasn't been in this century since we had a week 17 game that we could rest people. Yeah, how crazy is that? Not only did we win, but we have a game to spare. Yeah, and That's, the Giants got destroyed. The Giants got destroyed last night. They were so bad. Um, was it lost. one of those things where they just gave up, or what do you think? I didn't. They watch they they. 
were playing anemic. You could tell some guys cared, some guys didn't. Uh, man, Manning threw a couple of awful picks, one that was run back for a touchdown and one that almost went and then they scored. What about um, the Dallas game? What was the score on that? 16-6. to six? So it was just going through the motions type game? I didn't have that game here. I, I was not able to watch that one. I watched a little bit of it, and then I went out into my garage and worked on some stuff because I really didn't care about the fourth place team in our division. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really care about those guys. Yeah, no lie. All um, I know is, dude, this game against the Eagles, we were underdogs. Like, we only win when we're underdogs, so hopefully all through the playoffs we'll be underdogs. Yeah, we probably will be, even though we won our division. Yeah, we probably fine. will be, whoever we play. Whoever it is. I like it better that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's texting me? <laughs> Ding! Um, and, you know... Oh, it's about the Sugar Bowl. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're going to be down there. Yeah, I'm going to be in New Orleans this week so anyway um you know josh's favorite football team hometown his hometowner josh is still in england he sent me a picture of himself on a train next to a sign that said stains <laughs> stains west stains <laughs> i i <laughs> so what, what what do we want to say about the game dude i mean we pretty much whooped their butts we whooped them pretty much yeah I mean, we got a few good breaks, like that, that one dude, dude was open that... in the end zone, and then right. someone, I think it was Quentin Dunbar, like left their guy wide open. Left but, Hurts wide open, but and then pointed so right pressure. at D Hall. Yeah, we got so much pressure on um, Bradford, though he couldn't get the throw accurate. He just kind of heaved it up there. Yeah, luckily. So there was two lucky plays, and then the one where that guy dropped it was pretty lucky. Or you can just say they weren't skilled enough to pull it in. They sucked, in other words. Well, they are the Eagles. Yeah. And they were showing the footage before the game, and they had them like, coming in, I guess, from their locker room, and there was those fly, eagle fly signs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> oh, those are classy. And they had all the lighting in the tunnel, but the tunnel was still all industrial and crappy. It was like they saw Dallas's like, fancy you know, <laughs> player hallway or whatever they call it in dallas and they were They're like, like we, we need, need to spruce this up dope, dope, dope. so they just threw like some signs in there and some like colored lights that neon looks great dope dope oh my goodness <laughs> oh man yeah yeah the biggest problem in the game was kirk cousins having that brain fart meltdown at the beginning or at the end of the half yeah i was like uh, what crowder and then uh, even when Crowder's fair catches were pretty questionable, but then he ended up doing all right and he got that two point conversion. Dude, notice when that did happen, that brain fart. I don't know if you noticed this or not. But Trent Williams immediately goes to get the ball from him to give to the refs so they could try to hike another ball, hike it again and spike it. But they were like all not there he was like the only one that was thinking that. Like, give him the ball back so we can hike it and spike it. See, I didn't think that. I thought he was trying to get push him to go forward and try to get in the end zone because he didn't see him put the ball down. I don't know. But I don't know what But that, I like that thinking. explanation better. <laughs> well, he said that that's what he was trying to do. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense then. And also, they I read an article and I didn't see this on the field, but on that on one play where uh I think Josh Licorice like hiked the ball before anyone else was ready. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. It said that um, 
Trent Williams like ripped him a new one, <laughs> like Good. right out on the field. Good, dude. I'll be so glad, and we'd have to mention this. I guess we will on the injury report, but uh, Schnell should be back. For the He's going to be game. back for the playoffs, not for the game against Dallas, but he'll be back for the playoff game. Thank goodness. Oh Licorice is just a disaster waiting to happen. He, dude, there were so many hikes in that game that almost went over Kirk Cousins' head. Uh huh. Or by the side of his head, or. Which also goes to show you how much Kirk Cousins has turned the corner because he's also dealing with those crappy hikes from Licorice, in addition to playing well. Yeah, and not getting too shaken by even by that. Yeah, so I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm pretty pumped. It was a whooping. I'm just... It, it was a whooping. We went into the playoffs in style this time, too. Like, you know, it wasn't even... They weren't even close to beating us. No, not at all. I thought it was really, really funny watching stuff later, or actually seeing the highlights the next morning when I kept watching, like, Jordan Reed's touchdowns over and over online and stuff like that. And they showed Chip Kelly in his news conference, and suddenly the, the whole room just went black. And after a few seconds, the lights came back on, and one of the reporters was like, well, that wasn't ironic, was it? Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Jabba. Oh, my goodness. Boy, oh, boy. That was so awesome. I, I, You know, if it wasn't the Eagles, I'd feel bad for their fans because, you know, they're saying the same thing that you were talking about earlier that all of us are seeing. It's like he's dismantling a good team and turning it into this cluster hole that we got to see and whoop up on on Saturday night. Yeah, and who was the dude that guaranteed a win for them? Um, uh, what's his name? He got burned. Cox. Out. No, he wasn't the one that guaranteed the win, was he? Fletcher I, Cox, yeah. I thought it was the other... No, the other guy said that the Redskins didn't know what they had coming to him, the guy that kept getting burnt by Jordan Reed. Oh, oh, was that a... A linebacker. Was that a linebacker, or was it that was it that Jenkins guy? No, he kept on with people all over the place, dude. And freaking Preston Smith was tearing up Peters. He's yeah, supposed he to be like this perennial Pro Bowler, Jason yeah. Peters. He got it. He got it. Oh man, he made him look like a rookie. Jason, yeah, he was dealing with injury, though. He's he's had a long season. Yeah, well, it's over now. <laughs> and then he went out, and his backup was in there, and he was getting crushed as well. Oh, my goodness. I, you know what? I do have a kick in the balls to give for this game, and it goes to EJ Biggers. <laughs> <laughs> because last year you were on the Redskins, who won four games, and the Eagles went to the play. Did they go to the playoffs last year? I think they no, did. No, they didn't, because they remember they said that Chip Kelly is the only coach that's gone three years without having them in the playoffs. I thought it was with a playoff win. Oh, maybe it's a playoff win. I don't, I don't know. know. All I know is that they were good last year, and he was on the Redskins, and now this year he's on the Eagles, and they're already out of the playoffs with the game to go. No, I thought it was 2013 they went to the playoffs. It might have been. Either way, doesn't matter. Yeah, I thought I actually thought Deshaun Jackson was going to have a bigger game, but it was cool to see that he cared at least on the surface cared more about the team winning than him getting catches. He was he was definitely give, talking the uh, the uh, or towing the company line, as they say on that. He was saying all the right stuff and doing all the right things this week, which was nice to see. Really was. Yeah, and I also love it for the Eagles fans that they got to see him wear his NFC East champion hat, like running around on the sideline after the game, doing that little stupid eagles dance like mocking them 
<laughs> As yeah. they're burning his jersey wearing like these weird pants on this video. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's trees. up with that guy. That was a... Uh... But anyway, Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed had the kind of stats that I, I was thinking Deshaun Jackson would have. Jordan Reed was... Nine for 11, 129, and two, count them, two touchdowns. And Pierre Thomas, dude, let's hand it to Scott McLuhan. Dude. Dude, he had a huge game. I don't know what his stats were, but he came up big a few times. He he did come up big. He had a, oh, man, Pierre Thomas. He had seven receptions for 67 yards. Receptions. Seven? That's just seven receptions. Oh, my goodness. And he had four runs for 22 yards. So he had almost 100 yards himself? Yeah. How about that? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And he was on the street. That's why I'm so pumped about Scott McLuhan. He files these dudes away in the back of his mind and knows where they are. Oh, Matt Jones is injured? That's cool. Let's bring in this guy. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> let's suit him up and let him play in the game that means us winning the division, and let's let him get 100 yards for us. Yeah, like he played a little bit the week before, just, you know, he was just getting his feet wet, and then boom, there he is. And I was sitting there going, man, I know he's kicking some butt, but I want to see Chris Thompson get in and get some plays. He's only playing special teams, but, you know, he's a little guy, he's fast, and he comes in on his very first play that I saw him on the field, he scored that touchdown. Mm-hmm. Dude. He may have been on the field before that, but I didn't see him, and I, I was like, dude, was that his first play? And that's kind of the amazing thing about Kirk Cousins also. He's spreading it around to people. So it's not like they can focus on one guy like Deshaun Jackson. Right, right. You got Garcon in there acting all like Art Monk again. Oh, yeah, You got dude. Jordan Reed who has just been a beast. Garcon had another get... huge third and long catch. He did. Yeah. It's awesome. Ryan, yeah, Ryan Grant got targeted three times, but he only made that one catch. But that one catch was a huge one. Getting us downfield and away from what was, yet again, bad field position. Yeah. The field position was horrible. We have to get a better punt returner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Crowder ain't doing it back there. I don't know what his deal is. He keeps fair catching it on, like, the six. Instead of getting out of the way and taking your chance and letting it go. He did that at least three times. Mm-hmm. Anyway, do we want to go ahead and give our game balls? Um... I guess we should. We don't really have much new information for the injury report, being that we're doing this nice and early this week. Oh, what about Trent Williams? He went out. He first, went out. I think he just said it was cramps. It, no, they said Deshaun Jackson had cramps. I don't know about if Trent Williams had cramps as well. But, but you know he's playing. I think he's all right because I haven't I think, heard anything about it. You know he's playing in the playoffs. I think they should rest him this week. Oh, just definitely. Just like I've been saying. What about, didn't Morgan Moses go out? There is, there is no injury report, right? Because they have today off. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if Morgan Moses is, is... You could tell he was a little bit limited from that ankle. You could tell he didn't have that quickness that, he, that he's been showing, especially in the second half of the season. So hopefully... Hopefully he'll be okay. You know, Goldston played despite his injury. They said he was going to be fitty-fitty. Hopefully we'll have Schnell back for the postseason. Yeah, and uh, man, there's just <laughs> so many players did so many good things. Even D Hall. Even D Hall with that. I was so happy when he reached down and grabbed that ball because Mason Foster was right there. And I know Mason Foster's been another one of those McLuhan revelation kind of guys. Dude, didn't he have a sack? Uh, he might have. 
don't and know, like, what was it, six nowhere. weeks ago? I was just like, who is Mason Foster? Dude, he's another dude. Him yeah. and Pierre Thomas, they weren't on the team at the beginning of the year, and they're contributing. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did not have a sack. Preston Smith was credited with three, and Ricky Jean-Francois had that one at the end of the game. I would say the person that had their worst game was Will Blackman. He was struggling. But if you look this season, we don't have like three or four of those dudes like we normally got where you're just like, oh, man, that guy's horrible. EJ Biggers. We don't have those dudes. Yeah. You're just yeah. like, I don't know who's playing defense, but there's no one person that's glaringly bad. Yeah, yeah. And Will, don't call me Tom Compton, had a sack too. I don't want to leave him off the list there. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I saw Mason Foster running after that ball as well. And, you know, he's probably perfectly fine to actually scoop the ball up and get in the end zone there. But I was really ha- glad to see that D. Hall picked it up first. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. On that note, and now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. Game Ball Award. Well, first of all, let's give a collective game ball to Kirk Cousins for having four more touchdowns and zero interceptions this week. 365 yards, four touchdowns. That's just phenomenal. And we, since we're not giving kicks, um, he gets away with one this week. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. And it, do you want to give your game ball? Um. Yeah, I'm going to give mine. Seriously, phone. I'm going to give mine to... Uh, man, there's so many... You know what? I'm going to give mine to D. Hall for picking that ball up and getting in the end zone. Because that... We that, that when when he got in the end zone, that stadium was Q. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you was just like that's what we needed, dude. We needed that huge stop because they had that whole field position thing was killing us. Yeah, and they had that that one quick drive. Mm-hmm. But man, yeah, D. Hall just he completely completely quieted the crowd on that. I mean, that place you could hear a pin drop. It was awesome. And, you know, everyone knows that, you know, those of you who have been listening for a long time here to Harry Hog Football, you can follow us on Twitter at Harry Hog. Um, those of you who have been listening for a while, you guys know that I have like a love-hate relationship over D. Hall. And uh, this last weekend, it was love. It was pure love in the city of brotherly love. Well, I'm going to have to give my game ball to Preston Smith for having three sacks. You know what? I think we need to give offensive and defensive game balls today. All right, well, my defensive one is going to Preston Smith. Preston Smith. For schooling Peters. Preston Smith had his coming out party. Yeah. For schooling Jason Peters, he gets it. Yeah. Even if Jason Peters was injured, they didn't have anyone better to put in there to stop him. Yeah. I don't think he went against the left every time either because you know how they like to to move around on the the D-line. Mm-hmm. How many sacks did we have total? Five on him? Five. So that's ten sacks on the Eagles this year because I think we had five in the first game. We swept the Eagles. Oh, yeah, I tweeted that. Swept. Dude, I tweeted that like the next morning. I was like, in all this excitement, I forgot to mention that we swept the Eagles. And then I uploaded a picture of a broom. (laughs) Or whatever. Tweeted a picture of a broom. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Right, and so once again, I think that, that that game was another example of Chip Kelly's offense going too fast and getting his defense all tired. He hurts his own team with that. He doesn't get it. Anyway, uh, offensive game balls. Do we want to do a defensive one? Wait, for we have to give Josh's Josh? game ball. Defensive game ball. 
Um, what would Josh? Who would Josh give a game ball to? Um, Will Blackman. He'd probably give it to Deshaun Goldston because he had the most total tackles when he looked at the stats <laughs> since he didn't watch the game. He said that he and, watched it. Uh, I yeah, right. He told me he watched the entire game. Like he had ta- he had contacted me earlier to figure out how to log in using my account to watch. No the game. way. Because it was dudes. Don't forget, he was in England. It was in the middle of the night. He said he did. He said he watched the whole thing, but he never texted during the game. So no, he didn't. And then at like nine the next oh, morning, I got an email or a text from him that said, "Woo." Yeah, yeah. He he may have uh, watched some of it and then caught up on it. That's fine. He's on vacation in England. Anyway. Anyway, so uh, Goldson for having the most tackles. Yeah, Goldson for having the most tackles. Sure. <laughs> All right. So who are you giving your offensive game ball to? Man, even though I I still think that it might be a great idea to if if we can get uh, if we can get something really good for him Jordan Reed sell high I'm like on the fence now after that game oh, well this is just one thing that's going to keep driving up his uh his uh, value but uh you know he's not going to have a lot of value if he's hurt again but at the same time if he gets hurt again but he has this much upswing because I mean he's one of the best catching tight ends in the league hands down and he fights. It's hard for them to tackle him. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's playing. He's not. He's play, He looks like he's playing through minor injury stuff as well. Which I remember when Trent Williams started doing that after he had his little ban for uh, smoking the tree, and it was like a. a it was like he just took his game to a, the next level at that point, and earned respect. And Jordan Reed's looking like he's doing that. So, you know, I'm still not advocating. Maybe, but you know. Are you giving your, him your game ball? Is that what you're saying? I'll give him my game ball, yeah, absolutely. Because he was phenomenal. The, the whole first half was the Jordan Reed show. All right, well, I'm giving a shout-out to um, Garcon for being so Art Monk-like. Yeah. And he had a touchdown, and he had that awesome catch on third and, like, whatever, 12. Whatever it, was. it was an important time in the game, I remember that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to give my game ball to Pierre Thomas for... Yeah. Almost 100 yards of offense, and he was on the street a few weeks ago. And yeah. it was very big. It was very big for us in this game. Yeah. So he's getting my game ball. And nice. Josh is going to give his game ball to Kirk Cousins for that kneel down. <laughs> for that kneel down at the end of the first half. <laughs> for running out the clock. For doing a good job running out the clock so close to the opposition's goal. Wait a minute. No, you know what it was. Oh, it was. That, that He did that on purpose, dude. It was really just to rub it in the Eagles' face. Like, we're going to drive all the way yeah. down the field on you in 26 seconds and then just down it because we don't even need those points. Because we're going to come back in the second half and totally kick butt, even though I think on the first drive we went three and out or five and out or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, here you go, Eagles. We were just going to show you how we what we could do if we wanted to, but we don't feel like it at the end of this half. Yeah, we're not we're not going to put the uh, we're, we're going to wait till late in the third quarter to do that. As you said, the nail in the coffin drive. Yeah, son. Anyway, <laughs> dude, it was awesome. It was freaking awesome. I'm so pumped. And you know what was so great, even on top of that, or at the end of that that drive in the fourth quarter, was that we scored a two point conversion that looked easy as pie. Oh yeah, Jamison Crowder, and that that put me at ease a little bit more too because we made a few of those points that we had dropped, or that, that that touchdown point that we had dropped. 
because I would have made it 17 to 36. So if they had scored a couple touchdowns with extra points, then they would have been able to tie with another touchdown and or win with another touchdown. Yeah, that, Instead, they weren't able to. That point, that point was really bothering me, dude. Like, I was really nervous about that. Normally, that would have bothered me too. But I told you at the beginning of that day, I was like, dude, not today. You were like, I'm more nervous about this and that. I'm like, uh, we're going to win. Yeah, Don't I kept getting a bad feeling today. as the day progressed. <laughs> and usually, I'm not that guy. But today or that day, I was like, not today. This yeah, is I what, really this think is they turned changes. the corner now. I really yep. do. Like, I don't think it was just like them fooling us like normal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if we lose the playoff game, I'm still, I think they've turned the corner and like they have so stuff too. to build on next year. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at what we're going to do. What are we going to do in the second year with the draft with McLuhan there? That we have picks. Yeah. We have picks. And people, and, you know, and we don't suck. Yeah. <laughs> and we it's still possible that we get something for RG3. Absolutely. That's that I think that's pretty much a foregone conclusion. It's just going to be who who gets him and what do we get for him at this point. And that's I think he needs to go somewhere and get a fresh start. I think a lot of people have been saying that and I I agree with that. Hopefully not Dallas. But I seriously doubt they'll trade him to Dallas or Philadelphia, both teams that could use him. In their systems, I seriously doubt that he would get traded to either one of those. I think Dallas is going to come up with Johnny Football. Yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> your favorite player in the NFL. Today is not the podcast to talk about RG three. That is correct. Today is the podcast to talk about. Woo! Yeah. Anyway, so do you want to take a quick break and then look forward to the game against Dallas? Yeah, I guess we should talk about that one a little bit more. And the playoff game, more importantly. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that. All right, so we're going to have this really short break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about Dallas and the possibilities of the upcoming playoff game. Yeah. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. This is Kenny Ken from Canada, and you're listening to Harry Hog Football. Hey. Did you just say hey? What Kenny Ken said that. Kenny Ken said that. Kenny Ken. Anyway, welcome well, we, back. We, we, we forgot to talk about uh, how the Washington... Capitals and the Washington Bullets, I mean Wizards, all won on Saturday. It was a trifecta for the Washington, for the DMV area. I heard that was the first time that happened since like 1980s or something. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> and a shout out to all the fans that met the team bus at like three something in the morning. Oh, dude, if I lived in Washington, I totally would have been there because I was awake. I was so pumped. You were so pumped up. I was finally like, dude, I'm going to bed. I would have got in my car and been there. <laughs> dude, the, the players loved it. That's just going to pump them up even more going forward. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then they showed a picture of, like, I think it was Kirk Cousins' wife, like, driving him, and he was, like, signing autographs. Like, people were putting stuff through his car window. <laughs> like, he wasn't tired or anything. Dude, he he's as he said in the press conference afterwards, he was all calm, but he was like, 
this is the best day of my career or something to that effect. This is the best day of my, my career so far, of my football life or something. Oh, yeah, dude. And, yeah, of course it is. Pumped. Pumped. All right. Let's Dallas. talk about Dallas. Dallas. We want Dallas, but. We really want Dallas if our scrubs can beat them this week. Well, they may play their own scrubs, too, since they're so out of the playoffs. The only thing I want from this game is for no injuries. Yeah, no injuries. I, I texted it, you, Aaron, um, and I was like, the inactive list for this game against Dallas should read Sunshine Cousins, Silverback, Jordan, um, Reed. Jordan Reed, and I think I was like, who else? Who else do we have that's who's super nicked? important or injury prone? D-Hall, probably. Who's nicked? Yeah, who's nicked? Alfred Morris. Just let Pierre Thomas take the rock. Yeah. Or they might just put Matt Jones on there because of his injury. He may not play. So that might be your five inactives. Well, yeah. RG3 that's needs five to be active. No, RG3 should be active as the backup. I don't think so. We don't want him to get injured in the last game of the season, dude. <laughs> we need to trade him at this point. I All I know is I want to see a whole lot of Colt McCoy mm-hmm. out there. Pew. Colt McCoy Pew. better be practicing up this week. Because he's know, got right? a date with Dallas, baby. And we know how Colt McCoy plays against Dallas. And whoever he, they have as quarterback this week. Yeah, no lie. Um, dude, I believe... I, I just I believe... something else out real quick before we go huh. into this Dallas game. Yeah. Look how times have changed now. If Kirk Cousins really is has turned the corner, it looks like he'll be quarterback for a few years, you know, barring injury, I hope. Look where Dallas's quarterback situation is. They've got an old Tony Romo. It's so surprising to say that, but he's what? He's 30 33 or something. Something like that. So they got an older Tony Romo who's having a lot of injury issues the last couple of years. He's broken his collarbone twice in like five weeks. Six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I mean... Dude, they're going to have Johnny football next year. They're going to be great. I think we've turned the corner. We've turned... Well, apparently uh, Vegas does not think so because we're three and a half point underdogs to Dallas this weekend. Well, that's because they know we're not going to start anybody. Yeah, that's the half point, and the three points is because you always give three points to the home team. Yeah. Plus, I love it when we're the underdogs. <laughs> when we're not the underdogs, we lose. Yeah. Yeah, no lie. When people expect us to win, as soon as people were like, oh, the Redskins are the team to beat the NFC East, we start losing games like that game to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Which I still can't explain. Yeah. that. Uh, I thought we had turned the corner before that game, and then I was like, crap. Yeah, not quite. Not quite. Anyway, speaking of Dallas, here's what I have to say about that game. No injuries. Okay, can we talk about the playoff game now? Yeah, right? (laughs) No matter what happens in that game, we're going to the playoffs, and Dallas is finishing in last place. All right, here we go. Although they could sweep us, and I don't like that. I don't like that either. That's why I want our scrubs to be in there and to beat them. It'd be awesome if our scrubs beat them. That would be all. That it would be almost. It would be reminiscent, but not quite as bad as when our uh, walk-on players beat them in the strike year, when they had no, when they had like all their like good players that that uh, crossed the picket line and went ahead and played. Mm-hmm. Anyway, playoff yeah. scenario. At this point, did we already? No, we talked about it before the podcast, right? Yeah, mostly. 
Well, we can either play Green Bay, Minnesota, mm-hmm. or Seattle Seahawks. And as of right now, it would be Minnesota, depending on what happens next week. Right. Minnesota and Green Bay are playing for the NFC North Championship. And I was I think I'm the only person that was like, I want to play Seattle. I still want revenge from that game. Seattle we just got fourteen to freaking nothing and then they won because of our injury. Because of because of dumbass Shanahan. Yeah. Even RG three in there to hobble around and have like three and out, three and out. So No, that's the game where he got injured, dude. That's where he like broke his knee. And then Kirk Cousins came in and then sucked, remember? No, I'm talking about the playoffs because he was in there forever and he left him in too long. We were up fourteen nothing, and then three he fell apart. Yeah, his finally. Broke. Yeah, finally, all those ligaments shredded again. Anyway, that was that game against Seattle was the freaking downturn of the of our team for the last three years. Are yep. you wrong? You're not wrong. You were right. So I, I want revenge. Right. I want to beat those guys. Plus, they beat us three times in a row in the playoffs. Remember yeah. that one playoff game where, uh, what was their quarterback at the time? Matt Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck, I think. He was like, we want the ball and we're going to win. And then they did. It wasn't against us. It was. Oh, it was. And he said, we want the ball and we're going to win against another team. And they lost. That's not that game. Dude, maybe I'm remembering it differently than you. I thought he said that against us. No, dude. He said that against another team and he proceeded to lose. That's why it's so famous. <laughs> well, while you're Googling that, I'm going to talk about how, uh, well, last night the Giants got completely dismantled by the Vikings. And the Vikings are kind of a up-and-down team. They've been, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. It's kind of like Green Bay got just crushed by Arizona. And, you know, early this season, Green Bay looked like they were the team to beat in the NFC. And then they've been struggling for the second half of the season. So, Dude, you were totally right. Yeah. It was against the Packers. Why did I think oh. it was against us? Probably because that seems like something that would have happened to us. It's like when you remember things and they kind of all mesh together. I remember winning three Super Bowls. Yeah, that oh, didn't Those were the days. All right, so I'm wrong about that. I've been wrong <laughs> about a lot of things. <laughs> but I wasn't wrong in that I predicted we were going to beat the Eagles before the season even started. True. And True I did that. predict we were going to win the division before the season started. And the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> it ain't super unless the Redskins are in it. So anyway, go ahead. Oh, no, I was talking about the team. Which team do we want to play? I, I don't know if there's really a, a the revenge factor, obviously, with Seattle. But, you know, the Vikings, the Vikings defense is good. I'd probably rat as far as the game that I think would be not the easiest, but the most winnable. I think I might say the Packers at this point. Packers have not been good. But Seattle just got swept by St. freaking Louis. Who we beat. So Seattle is... Who we beat when we sucked. Seattle's been really up and down as well. It looked like they got their act together like halfway through the season. The beautiful thing, the beautiful thing is that it's at home where we're like, what, 6-2. and two. I think so. We're going to have definitely going to have the... Uh, we'll still won't be favorites, I bet you. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm pretty pumped. I think we need to wrap this thing up. I got a lot to do before I leave tomorrow. And then we'll talk to you guys next week after the Dallas scrimmage. <laughs> right? I can't believe that 
I don't know. I'm sure some of you guys are out there are like, no, we have to beat Dallas. We really, really want to beat Dallas, but we go into the playoffs already. Yeah. If I if I had a hundred percent guarantee that we wouldn't get injuries, I'd be like, put the starters in and kick their butts. Yeah, absolutely. But, but you know, we got bigger fish to fry, dudes. That's right. And Dallas doesn't. And so those Dallas fans could be like, we swept y'all, and we'll be like, yep, but we won the division. Yeah, you played our scrubs. And we and we put all our, all our scrubs in in the last game, like EJ Biggers. Oh wait, he's on Philadelphia now. They're starting some guy named Kellen Moore as quarterback. Yeah, and the Cowboy. I read an article where the Cowboys receivers were complaining about how hard it is to catch the ball because it spins the other way because he's left-handed. <laughs> they they were complaining about that? And Garrett was like, get over it. The ball's coming, and you catch it. They were complaining about... Yeah. Did, was Kellen Moore the quarterback at... He might have been at uh, Boise State? For some reason, why do I think that he was at Carolina? For a Kellen Moore. At North Carolina? No, like Carolina Panthers. He might have been. He might have been a backup. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Anyway, who cares? The hell with Kellen Moore. He's playing for the Cowboys. Yeah. So anyway, um, dude, I think that pretty much wraps it up until next week. What do you think? I think so. We might actually have Josh back next week. He's been uh, pretty much, he's going to lose his salary. He's been gone so long. Oh, wait. We don't get paid. We don't get paid. But if you want to donate to Harry Hog Football, there is a donation button on our website, harryhogfootball.com or .net, either one. You can click on there and give money. Um, while you're playing that music and, and thanking Desmond Seeley, I'm going to look up the last person who donated because uh, yeah. thanks, give a shout-out. Thanks to Desmond Seeley, Desmond Seeley, Desmond Seeley <laughs> too, on Twitter. And I'd also like to give a shame, shame a shout-out to Rainbow Connection. On Twitter, I think he said he, I think he said he was calling the hog line, but I didn't get a, I didn't get a notification from them. Somebody said that they might just call the hog line. I forget who it was. We'll have to we'll, check that this week. But you know who you are. Thanks to Devin Miller for his monthly contribution. Yep, and um, <laughs> that's all, who I was thinking of. Thanks to all the Redskins fans that met the team, where we all wish we could have, but yeah, truly geographically challenged. They would have gotten there before I could have gotten there, and I'm the closest. So, hail to the Redskins. Yes, sir. And you know what to do. If you see a Cowboys fan. Or an Eagles fan. Or an Eagles fan. Joke em! Die, Eagles, die.